0: Welcome back to Amazing Grace here on Coast Access Radio.
1: Grace,
2: how sweet the sound that
3: And welcome to Amazing Grace for another week. My name's Lynette and I'm going to be joined by my husband Dennis today. been thinking about how we as humans are not just physical and emotional beings, but we're also spiritual. And I just pray that today you'll find a depth of um, encouragement and wisdom that we can't find anywhere else, and it's not from us, it's from God. And, yeah, I pray that you will be truly blessed, thinking of also um, when Jesus said to his disciples, will you also turn away? And um, one of them answered and said, where else can we go? You have the words of eternal life. You have the words of abundant life. And, yes, so may you be truly encouraged and blessed today. So to start with, we'll have a short um word of encouragement um, from the Bible. And recently I was looking and pondering Psalms 40, the second part of verse 5, which goes like this. Your thoughts towards us, God, cannot be recounted to you in order if I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. And I, you know, we can be so thankful to God uh, for telling us today that his thoughts towards us are more than can be numbered. And it's, it's good, dear listener, to To personalize verses and instead of, um, instead of thinking this is, you know, this is just general. This is to, to us to put your name in it. And, um, that's what, um, I'm suggesting that you do with me. And I, I wrote down in my journal, God, dear God, your thoughts towards me cannot be numbered. There are so many. And I put an exclamation mark. That's just amazing. That you know God's thoughts towards us and thoughts of good towards us. His His thoughts cannot be numbered. There are so many. And and then you might be thinking, as I did, how can you, God, think of everyone at once, at the same time? And um, it was like God whispered, "I'm Almighty." God, all-powerful, all-present, all-knowing. So dear listener, right now, his thoughts towards you are so many, they cannot be numbered. And that's from Psalms 40, um, verse 5. So let's just talk to this amazing, caring God. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask your blessing on the program today. We pray that you will be lifted up. Lord, we know without you there is something missing in our lives. And with you, we are whole. So just be with those who listen now and be with us and speak to each of us, I pray in your name. Amen. Now we're going to have a song that uh, we love to play on this program. And it's all about looking to Jesus and it's called Turn Your Eyes to Him. you're listening to Amazing Grace Radio. Now, our next segment is going to be on health, our health, health tip for um, today. And remember, we've been looking at the book Live More Happy by Dr. Darren Morton and how um, he's um, done a, a, a good study on What he calls the limbo, which is his nickname for the limbic system, which is the part of our brain which controls happiness, memory, motivation, and many other automatic bodily processes. So how to, how to keep this part of our brain happy is, um, is really in a nutshell what this, um, Health Tips segment has been about for a few weeks now. And um remembering, we're well, reminding myself and maybe you, you dear listener, um, of the acronym that is um, thought up, SMILERS. And each chapter um, builds on one segment to help our limbo to stay in a good state. So um, S stood for... Uh, Let me have a look over the page. Speak positively. So S, speak positively, was the first or second chapter in the book. To speak positively because our limbo is listening. And um, M, S, M for smilers, in, in the word smilers, the second letter is M. And that was the next chapter was move dynamically, all about physical exercise. And um, then the uh, next chapter, chapter four, was on um, the letter I in the word smilers, immerse in an uplifting physical environment. And the following chapter is also on I for immerse, but immerse in an uplifting social environment. And let's have a look, see what came after that. What came after that is the chapter that we've been looking at for the last few sessions. And the um, letter is L in the word Smilers. And L is for Look to the Positive. So just recapping from last week. I will read the last paragraph and then we'll go on to the, um, the new part for today. Um, Dr. Morton says that he teaches a university class called skill acquisition and one concept he says that he drums into students is that practice makes permanent. It is not true that practice makes perfect, only perfect practice makes perfect and who can do that to live more emotionally up on a more regular basis we need to perfect and practice thinking positively those p's we need to perfect and practice thinking positively and the section look to the positive if you were put in an empty room and given the task of making yourself feel down how long would it take thinking negatively comes easily for many of us perhaps because we've been practicing it for so many years now that we know how limbo loops work it is hardly surprising that repetitive negative thinking such as worrying and ruminating on negative things makes people more vulnerable to anxiety and depression. The trick for combating negative thinking and those downward limbo loops, he says, is to replace negative thoughts with positive ones. But this requires us to be intentional. At least a third of our thought flow each day is undir- undirected which means that if we don't take care to lead it to a positive place we can unwittingly find ourselves in a negative one because our leader doesn't stay idle for long our leader he's talking about is is the main um, main part of our brain because Our leader doesn't stay idle for long. We can't expect it to stop thinking about negative things without giving it something else to think about. Otherwise, it might start thinking about something even worse. So, what positive things should we think about? To really engage our leader in positive thinking, questions are the answer. Questions have the ability to really get the cogs turning in the frontal cortex of our leader as they force it to focus. There are three questions in particular that can direct us toward an uplift limbo loop and they relate to how we look to the positive in relation to the past, present and future. So, question one. What am I truly grateful for? What am I truly grateful
4: for?
3: Here it is. What are three things you're truly grateful for? Don't just give a trite answer. Pause for a moment. Give the question your full attention and really think about it. If you were to take the time, how long a list could you compile? Most of us don't take the time to think regularly about what we're grateful for. This is to our detriment because expressing gratitude is now known to have many benefits, both mental and physical. While expressing gratitude has been promoted by faith traditions for millennia, it is only more recently that its ability to lift us emotionally has been scientifically documented. In 2003, researchers from the University of California and Miami conducted several gratitude experiments and concluded that consciously focusing on blessings as compared to burdens had both emotional and interpersonal benefits. A few years later, other researchers reported that when people participated in a gratitude visit, which involves writing and delivering a letter of gratitude to someone who had been especially significant to them, the giver's level of happiness increased and remained elevated for one month afterward. That's powerful, isn't it? Practicing gratitude has been repeatedly shown to help people of all ages feel more emotionally well, including children, early adolescents, college students, and middle-aged and older adults. Practicing gratitude is one of the most robust strategies in positive psychology for increasing happiness. So why is being grateful, so uplifting, Dr. Martin Seligman, Seligman, let's try that again, Seligman explains, sorry, that gratitude amplifies good memories about the past, gratitude amplifies good memories about the past, which puts us in a positive frame of mind. And that positive mindset can help us look to the positive in the present and the future. As the old saying goes, if a fellow isn't thankful for what he's got, he isn't likely to be thankful for what he'll get. Okay, and that's the end of our section for today. And now we're going to have the song, Rescuer, by Wren Collective. Jesus is our Rescuer. He's our
4: Rescuer. He's our Rescuer. We are free from sin forevermore. Oh, how sweet the sound. Oh, how grace abounds. We will praise the Lord, our Rescuer. There is good news for the captive. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed. For the good Lord has come to seek and say. He's our
3: You're listening to Amazing Grace. And now we're doing our segment on the Bible, and Dennis is here, and he's doing it on Revelation, I
0: understand. Is that right, Dennis? Right, yes, that's what we're doing. Um, Not last time, but the time before, we were talking about the second coming of Jesus, the sixth seal. And I'll just um, read a wee bit again from Revelation 6, 14 to 16, and it says, this is talking about the second coming of Jesus, and it says, The sky recedes as a scroll when it is rolled up, and every mountain and island was moved out of its place. And the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountain and said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. So that's the coming of Jesus. Well, um, It's this amazing event, isn't it? It's talking about the lost. Now, last week I talked about, well, just started talking about, um, suffering. How to handle suffering and trouble. And uh, I'd like to continue with that, um, <clears throat> especially, um, so last week we got up to, um, a number of temptations that come upon us when we, um, <clears throat> when we face trouble. And uh, I'm just going to get my wife to read um, Psalms 55, 4 and 5 because this is really interesting because this is David's experience and this is the experience when David was hunted by his son Absalom who was trying to kill him and take um, the throne. So, um, yes, so could you read that Lynette, mm-hmm. please? So, Psalms 55, 4
3: and 5.
0: Yes, that's right.
3: My heart is severely pained within me, and the terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling have come upon me, and horror has overwhelmed me.
0: Right, so we were looking at the, the natural temptation, the natural temptations to give up altogether and just lie down in despair. But the experiences that I, I related, it was about um, Elijah um, when Jezebel sent a message and said oh, she was going to kill him and he fled and he prayed that he would die. And I, I mentioned um, last week we should always be afraid of being afraid. Failing faith means failing strength. So if our, if our strength <coughs> is failing or we're afraid, it, it's a sign that our faith is a low ebb. Because the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of um, of power and of love and a strong mind. You remember when Jesus' um, disciples were in the storm; they were fearful, and Jesus said to them, "Oh, you! Why have you so?" Well, now Jesus said to them, "Why are you so fearful, O oh, ye of little faith?" So we got up to um, dealing with that, and I I just want to relate a story about um, 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 Dwight Moody's mother. Welcome back to uh, Amazing Grace Radio and we've been talking about how to handle trouble um, which we've been talking about the book of Revelation and we're up to uh, chapter 7 but um, I I read at the beginning of this program about the second coming of Jesus and when you read the Bible there's going to be a lot of trouble Um, our world has a lot of trouble um, in different places in the world even today When you think of uh, the natural disasters, the war and with Russia and uh, over there, and um, the COVID, um, but the Bible talks about a lot and how to handle it. And uh, I was going to tell you the story about um, Dwight Nels, um, Dwight Moody. He uh, was an amazing guy. Um, He was brought up in a home. Actually, his father—he had a—he um, liked drinking whiskey, which was his downfall. And um, a neighbour, <clears throat> one day when uh, young Moody or Dwight Moody was um, in school, um, the neighbour put the head in the window and said, "Is there any of Edward Moody's uh, children there?" They said that his father had just died suddenly. That morning he had gone um, about his work as usual, but a pain in his side compelled him to go home and rest. And about 1 uh, p.m. he staggered to the bed and was found (coughs) dead a few minutes later, kneeling beside it as if in prayer. So Dwight um, didn't remember much about the funeral, but um, this left um, Edwin's wife, Mrs. Moody, in trying circumstances, <coughs> which, however, only um, served to develop her stirring and heroic character. Um, the problem was that um, she had <coughs> she had seven no she had five boys five boys. The oldest was thirteen. And um, she was a month away from having twins And um, at the time of her her husband's death. The father died bankrupt, and the creditors swept away um, nearly everything. The mother had no one on whom she could lean heavily for support, and when the neighbours would come in and tell her to apprentice her children – I guess that's farm out your children to the work factories or what, I, I don't know. But anyhow, um, she would say, not as long as I have these two hands. Uh, well, they would say, you know, a woman cannot bring up seven boys. They will turn up in jail with or or with a rope around the neck. She toiled on. None of her children went to jail and none of them had a, a noose around around his neck. So Dwight Moody, on the occasion of his mother's funeral, said, If the world were mothered by that kind of mother, uh, there would be no need for jails. She was always bright and cheerful um, in the presence of her children. But that first year after her husband died, she cried herself to sleep every night. Her sorrow drove her to God and she claimed the promises of the fatherless and the widow. And in spite of all her privations, um, home was the sweetest place on earth to the moody children. Dwight and her other children were drawn together by the strong bands of love. It's really interesting, isn't it? Here was a terrible situation, um, especially for this lady. She's got seven boys. she's got five boys. And she's a month away from giving birth to twin boys. So she's left with seven boys and um, no money. Husband died bankrupt. What a situation to be in. You know, the Bible has um, a wonderful verse, and I, I really like it. It's, it's actually um, the experience of David when he uh, was fleeing from Absalom. And um, it says in verse 22, so Psalms 55 and verse 22, cast your burdens on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. So <clears throat> that's the experience of the uh, Moody family. You know, I always feel sad when I hear people um, give up on God or give up on his church. I know that the end results, they will wish, in the end, that they will never be, never be born. So, we we have to remind ourselves many times that when trouble comes, the real trouble is, is our lack of faith. I should ask the Lord to help here. My heart can naturally unbelieving. I don't only want the problem out there solved. I want my heart solved. My problem is that I don't trust you enough. Sold that one. So another example was uh, a woman who was famous and her name is Madame Curie. I think she's the only woman... Um, well, I'm not sure. She was the only woman who got the Nobel Prize twice. Novel, um, she was a Roman Catholic. When she was young, her mother had TB and died... And, um, <clears throat> madam, she couldn't, she couldn't understand why her mother, such a lovely woman, never, um, hugged her. And, um, she understood later when her mother died of TB. Um, madame cure, she lost her child. She, her husband was killed by a taxi and she was bitterly grieved and she lost her faith. Is vain to put your hope in man. So, it's interesting, isn't it? It is interesting, uh, different experiences of different people. Now, the next temptation that often comes to us is... um, We want to flee from present trouble. So when trouble comes our way, we want to flee. And I'm going to get Lynette to read from Psalms 55, 6 and 8. Thank you, Lynette.
3: Okay. Need to look it up first. Right. Psalms 55.
0: Yep, 55. Here, I'll give it to you there in my Bible. So is that right?
3: Yep. Psalms
0: 55. verse 6 to 8.
3: 6. So... I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. Indeed, I would wander far off and remain in the wilderness. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest.
0: Right. Oh, very good. So, um, yeah, I was just looking for a quote. For instance, um I'd like to tell a story when I was a lot younger than I am now. I was actually selling um books door-to-door. I did it for a number of years. And I was in a <clears throat> house in Bell Block, and it was just a guy there. I think he was a solo dad. He must have had a bad day, so... um i i I had a canvas um I went through it, and then I brought out the books and um I think he was kicking the cat i don't know, but anyhow, he gave me such a hard time yelling at me and um, so i it was a real shock to me i <clears throat> I was shaking and i I got out um I got out um of the house and i i I thought man i'm shaking, and I'm, you know I'm only relatively young. And I, I thought, if I don't keep going, I might never do this. And so I went to the next door, and I knocked on the door. I was shaking like anything, and the lady let me in, and I I canvassed her. So important not to run away from trouble. Now, I think we're going to have a break, aren't we? Mm. Yes. We'll have
3: a song now, yeah. and it's by Selah, and it's called Bless the Broken Road, and God actually works through our broken roads.
2: To your loving arms, this much I know is true. God bless the broken world and led me straight to you. I think about the years I spent just past Take the time I lost and give it back to you. But you just smile and take my take head. my hand. And then you understand it's all part of this great.
0: Welcome back um, to Amazing Grace. Now we're looking at trouble and um, how to handle trouble and we, we've been mentioning that there is a number of temptations that come to us um, when um, trouble comes our way and we, the last one I mentioned and I, I had Lynette read from Psalm 55 verses 6 to 8 is to flee from trouble or trials and I gave you an example of um, how important it is not to run from trouble from my own experience. But in the Bible, there's a story of Jonah. He ran away from God. God told him to go to Nineveh, to preach to Nineveh. But he went the opposite way, the exact opposite way than to Nineveh. Um, <clears throat> so I wonder how Jonah felt when he was um, in the belly of a fish. I wonder if he was sorry that he ran away. So running away is not the best um, strategy. Now, there's another experience of David. Uh, this is before um, the experience of uh, Absalom trying to take um, the throne off him. Was He had been hunted by Saul for about 10 or 11 years or 12 years, and um, he said in First Samuel 27 that um, I shall perish one day. Um, from Saul, so his faith was at a low ebb, and he decided that he would go to the Philistines again, so <clears throat> it's wonder he didn't learn from the first time that he went there, but anyhow he went there, and he ended up, they, um, the king of Gath, um, Achish I think his name was, he gave him Ziplag. And then eventually, after about 14 months, I think he was there, that uh, the Philistines were making war, or was war between them and Israel. And uh, Achish wanted David to go and fight. But God protected him, And uh, because it would have been disaster if he had gone and fought against his own people. He probably would never have ended up being king. But anyhow, God protected him. And then he went back to Ziplag, and the whole place is burnt down. His wife and children of him and his men were all gone, taken, and the place is on fire. So I wonder at that stage, I wonder how David felt when he was running. um, Well, you know, I wonder how he felt um, now that he had run away from, from Saul and not trusting God to protect him. So I'm sure um, that he regretted that he ran away. See, the main the main problem we have is to live with our own hearts. We can't run away from that. We can run away from trouble, but we can't run away from our own hearts. And if we, it's really interesting that every time you do the right thing, and um, it makes you stronger um to face more trials in the future. But every time you give in, it's like a temptation to eat too much or to smoke or drink or take drugs or whatever. So if you give in to it, it's easier to do it the next time and then the next time, and then it can become a real burden. I, I like, um there's a saying of Augustine, he says, Sin passes your door as a Stranger, Then it enters as a guest, and then it installs itself as master. So that's how um, doing the wrong thing is a downward trap. It's like riding a bike. You can't stay in the one place. You fall off. So you've got to uh, keep going. Now another good point is, if we don't find our comfort and trust in God, we will soon seek comfort somewhere else. Then we will learn the bitter experience of uh, of not casting our burdens upon the upon the Lord, like Jonah and David. <coughs> so, life um, <coughs> has a lot of um, ways of teaching us. Now, I just like to. Um, read a um, statement from a book called Ministry of Healing and this is what it says when trouble, when in trouble many think that they must appeal to some earthly friend telling him their perplexities and begging for help under trying circumstances unbelief fills their heart and the way seems dark and all the time they stand beside them now all the time Um, There stands beside them the mighty counselor of of the ages, inviting them to place their confidence on him. Jesus, the great burden bearer, is saying, come unto me and I will give you rest. So not to flee from trouble. Now, I'd like to um, deal with the last temptation and it looks like it might be next time we get into uh, talking about um, what we are to do when we're in trouble. So this temptation, the last one, the fourth one, when trouble comes our way, um, and I'd just like to get Lynette to read uh, Psalms 55 verse 9 and 15. Thank you, Lynette.
1: Okay.
3: Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues, for I have seen violence and strife in the city. And verse 15 says, Let death seize them, let them go down alive into hell, for wickedness is in their dwellings and among them.
0: Thank you, thank you. So the temptation is to wish ill of those who cause us trouble. Now, that's a very um, common um, problem. Our world is full of it, isn't it? We see it everywhere. And (coughs) the problem is, it can be um, a real problem to wish ill of those who have hurt us. Now, (coughs) our hearts... The hearts that we are born with, there is a very strong desire for revenge in every one of our hearts by nature. Now, in Titus, Titus chapter 3, which is only a little book, but chapter 3 and uh, verse 3, it says, At one time, we too, this is the Apostle Paul, one of the best Christians ever, um, apart from Jesus Christ, we're foolish, disobedient. So he's talking about himself and everyone else, deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. Right? So our natures are like that. Now, when it says being hated and hating one another, now people are not like that, normally are they? But so what does that mean? So it's like this when someone hurts us or when someone you know does something mean to us, the natural response of our heart is revenge, even in our thoughts. So that's the problem. <clears throat> that is the real problem. You know, Jesus said to love our enemies. There's quite a bit in the Bible that talks about living. Um, loving our enemies. This is not natural to our nature. Now, um, we have an interesting book, and um, it's by Timothy Keller, and it's on marriage, and it's a devotional book, so you just got a short message for every day. And on page 189, this is what he said, If you begin to resent someone, do you give in to that, or do you say... That is not the person Christ is creating in me, the one who believes that I live only by his mercy and grace. So we've got to talk to ourselves. In the Bible, um, <clears throat> there's a lot about talking to yourself, preaching a sermon to yourself. In the Psalms, for instance, <laughs> in the Psalms, David says, Psalms 42 and 43, Why are you downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in God. Now it's interesting, that was written, as far as we can understand, written in the time of Absalom's rebellion. So we've got to talk to our hearts. Now, what I find is really interesting. It says... um, Every command in the Bible, there is a promise that God will do it. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God, and his grace towards me has not been in vain. And I've got a book on um, the parables and on page 333. This is what it says. Whatever is to be done at his command may it be accomplished in his strength. All his biddings are enablings. And to um, finish, I just want to tell you a short story about Corrie Ten Boone. Corrie Ten Boone, uh, she was in the concentration camp at Ravensburg. Uh, they were Dutch people and they were hiding Jews and got caught. And... Um, Betsy there was Betsy and Corey Betsy was getting weaker and weaker and she was carrying a bucket and she didn't have many rocks in it and the guard said to her well how come you're not carrying more rocks she says well I can't um, and uh, the guard exploded and um, beat her and beat her and Corey had a pick in her hand and uh, she would have killed that guard Um And in her mind, she hated that guard. And then later on, she said, I hate these Germans. I hate them all. I hate what they're doing to us. And then a bit later on, um, she's sitting in, in her bed and she said to God, I hate them. I cannot change. Lord, you've got to, you've got to change me. It says in the Bible, Can the Ethiopian change his skin or the his spots? How can you, who are accustomed to do evil, do good? So we've got to cast all our burdens upon the Lord, whatever they are. So I've run out of time, like I always do, so next week we'll continue How to Handle Trouble. God bless you.
3: Thank you, Dennis. So just before we finish for today, just wanted to let you know that we do have a couple of free giveaways Here And um, they are the book's steps to Christ And the other free giveaway is in the local takeaways here in Palmerston North And the book is um, Signs Magazine Which is a punchy little magazine full of articles on health and the family And issues that we face in life each day So, before we go, let's finish with a prayer Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that with you there is hope, with you there is encouragement, with you there is strength. We just pray you'll bless um, the listeners who have heard the message today. May they be uplifted and encouraged and may they know that you care about them supremely and have a plan for them, a future and a hope. In Jesus' name, Amen. So from us here at Amazing Grace, we do pray that you will grow in grace. May the love of the Father and the grace of the Lord Jesus and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. God bless and until next time, God be with you. Bye for now.
0: Amazing Grace on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.